Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media. There are actually companies that are fast enough to adapt to the changes. One thing that is actually commendable is that if a brand can actually pivot immediately to be able to see not only the negative impact, but also the opportunity that it can actually bring to the brand. Hello, I'm Gavin Stewart, Marketing Director and Co-Founder of Ashton Media and your host of the Ashton Cast Digital Marketing Maturity Series, brought to you by our friends at Google Marketing Platform. These are short, sharp stories and solutions to the biggest challenges in marketing, advertising, media and CX. Please make sure to subscribe, rate and comment and tell anyone that you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favorite episode. You can find Ashtoncast on all major podcast players, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Go to ashtonmedia.com.au slash ashtoncast for more info. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ashton Cast. I'm here with Janet Renola, who's the paid media manager at koala.com. Janet, welcome to Ashton Cast. Hi. Hello, everyone. How are you going today? You well? Yes. Very, very good. Feeling good today. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm very, I'm very excited. We've had a, it's the seventh anniversary of Ashton Media today. I was just saying to that, that to you off air, which is, which is, you know, quite a milestone. Not exactly the way we were expecting to celebrate seven years in business, you know, in in the middle of a global viral pandemic. But you know what? It is what it is, and uh, we're we're going to make the best of it. So, can you tell us a little bit about Koala.com, who they are, and and what you do there, please? Well, Koala.com is an online um, furniture retailer. So we initially um, sell mattresses in a box and we expanded our product line to include bed sheets, pillows, bed bases. And now we're also um, selling furniture items. So we've got sofas now, we've got sofa beds and ottomans. Brilliant. And um, obviously, you know, this is a challenging time for a lot of businesses, but you're telling me that, you know, Koala has actually been going quite well over this period. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, really, because um, initially we're pretty much bracing ourselves for a downturn um, and a, a reduction of the number of transactions because everyone is financially impacted by this pandemic. But I guess as people actually work from home and there's there's practically nothing to do but go online. And um, they they wanted to maybe keep themselves busy. So they go and see, oh, maybe I can do some home improvements or I can buy some furniture. And we've seen a, um, a steady increase in the number of our transactions since late March, and it hasn't stopped un- since then. So I think we're one of those lucky ones. Yeah, that's brilliant. There's nothing like a good Aussie startup story. And I tell you what, you don't get more an Aussie name than koala.com now, do you? <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> and um, we're actually making sure that we're also giving back to the community. So um, I'm not really sure if you've seen um, one of our TV ad that we ran, um, I think, mid-April. And we gave away um, $200 vouchers um, uh, from Deliveroo whenever they purchased um, a, a furniture item from us so that people can actually just support the local businesses. So Koala is actually pretty good at that as well. 
Oh, great. Good on you. Good on you, uh, Koala founders and, and marketing team and everyone who is behind that. What's your role uh, entail over at koala.com? Well, I look after all the paid media activities for Koala. So that includes paid search, um, display, which includes programmatic and discovery ads and um, video. And that includes the YouTube campaign and the programmatic video campaigns as well. Great. And, um, you know, we're in a very strange time at the moment. We're, we're in the middle of a, a global viral pandemic. No, no one has ever seen anything like this before. So where were you when you first thought, oh, man, this COVID-19 thing is going to be very bad? And what was it that made you think that? I think it was actually um, in the office at that time. And I was um, crawling through my news feed and I see that, oh my God, the number of deaths, the number of fatalities um, because of this virus is actually increasing like all around the world, not only in um, Italy. And I thought that this is going to be like one of the, probably the worst that I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, yeah. It's it's certainly been a... um certainly been an interesting ride and so and everyone's kind of in in hibernation at the moment and uh, we're actually recording this podcast from from our homes um so how long have you been working from home for i guess geez i think more than two months now so we started working from home a week before the australian government um introduced all these restrictions so when when they um ask everyone that all the pubs are closed. Um, restaurants are now only available for takeaway. So we're already working from home um, for a week by that time. So I guess that's that would make it like two more than a, a little over two months. Yeah, wow, two months, two months of Groundhog Day, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's you know, a lot think... of getting used to at first because oh, I'm it? yeah because I. I usually wanted to um, have separate spaces for work and, um, you know, for relaxation and recreation. And now work and relaxation are just in one place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Having everything mixed up together can be, can be really tricky. And yeah. One of, the, one of the challenges of, of hibernation is that, you know, we've had to give up a lot of the stuff that we love doing, um, albeit temporarily. And obviously some of the restrictions are starting to come off now. But what is it that you miss the most? The one thing that I miss the most, of course, is traveling. So I, I do love to travel and that's, that's the one thing that, oh, I wanted to see um, new places, but yeah, it, it, you can't really do it right now. And another, I think one of the, another thing that I really miss the most is um, comforting. I mean, let's, let's be real. We know, we probably know a lot of people who's been impacted by this virus either because they've been laid off or they've been stood down. And it's kind of like, heartbreaking when you see your friends um, experience those kind of things and you can't even give them a hug you know because yeah. yeah well yeah I miss hugs I miss hugs a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's that's like the sense of touch is probably like the one of the most comforting things that you can do for a friend and unfortunately can't really do that right now yeah, well, soon, 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 yeah. fingers crossed, right? We'll, we'll see how we go. 
In terms of the marketplace, you know, what are the most immediate differences that we've seen in the marketplace after COVID-19? One of the things that I initially see when, when I was running the campaign is that in terms of paid display is that the number of inventory or the number of ad placements has just gone through the roof. I think it's because a lot of people are going online right now. And at the same time, a lot of advertisers are pulling back their budgets. So you'll see that, oh, my average CPMs are actually dropping. And it's it's not like, just a 5% drop, I actually see like a 30-40% drop in the average CPM. And even in the um, cost per view for um, the YouTube campaigns that I'm running, it's like I usually see an average CPV of around 10 cents and then now it's down to 3 cents. And then it's like, yes. And I I guess that's that's one of the immediate um, impact of... uh, uh, of this pandemic is there there's a lot of supply but a lot of course advertisers are still very wary of you know stepping up their marketing activities and spending a lot so sure. you kind of get that oh I, I it looks like it's it's actually good to do um, as, as an e-commerce um, company it's pretty good to to run those kind of media right now because you can actually get cheaper traffic. Ah, brilliant. And so have you guys at koala.com, have you invested more because it's cheaper and therefore, you know, that's they've seen a bit more of an uptick in sales, you think? Or, I mean, how's, how's that piece work? It hasn't, we haven't really um, increased our investments significantly. So it's, pretty, but we haven't really decreased them as well. So it's pretty much a um, business as usual for, for us right now. So, and um, we're, what we actually did is to optimize our campaigns in such a way that we wanted to um, shift our budgets to channels or to marketing platforms that are driving um, more conversions for us. So it's, more of a channel optimization uh, approach that we took instead of like, oh, we we know that uh, a lot of people are um, going to decide uh, how are you going to, um, do we need to have a, a, an increase of investment? But we kind of approach it in, in such a way that how we go, this is the, the, uh, the money that we have, how are we going to make sure that we get the maximum number of people to convert? Yeah, smart. And so who do you think in the marketplace has shown to be well-prepared or rapidly adapted to the shift that we've seen? To be honest, I don't think that anyone has actually prepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that anyone or any company or any brand in the world has actually ever thought that, okay, what are we going to do in the midst of a pandemic? I don't think that anyone has actually expected this one to happen. But I think there are actually companies that are fast enough to adapt to the changes. So, and I guess that's one one thing that is actually commendable is that if a brand can actually pivot immediately to be able to see not only the negative impact, but also the opportunity that um, it can actually bring to the brand, then that's the one that's actually is thriving right now. 
has the approach to digital marketing maturity changed in, in the recent atmosphere, I guess, from a koala perspective, but maybe also from a broader perspective? In terms of how you approach or how you work towards digital maturity, it hasn't exactly changed, but I think what actually changed is the pace on your way to get there. Because if you're a brand that's just at the initial stage of your digital transformation, if you're just a brand who is just like looking into how are you going to serve your products or sell your products directly to the customers and you haven't really implemented this yet, then I think how fast can you actually get there is the one that you need to look into, but the the approach will still be the same. The reason why I'm actually saying that is because a lot of the companies right now are looking towards how are we going to utilize um, online? How are we going to um, leverage this demand that we are actually seeing? Because right now, for some sectors, there's an increase in demand for products online. And how are you going to answer to that in a very timely manner is actually the one that's that's pretty much a game changer for you. Because if you're slow to the race, then you won't be able to benefit from that. I think I, I read this meme a few times when, when COVID started to kick off and I think it said something like, who in your business was the person that was the trigger for your digital transformation strategy? Was it your CTO? Was it your CMO? Or was it COVID? <laughs> 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 and COVID, it was for everybody. Um, so we're going to switch it up a little bit here, Janet. So we're going to do a, a few little quick fire questions. Sure. Um, and we'll kick off with who would you look up to as a mentor or role model or muse for your own digital guidance? I think for um, search engine marketing, it will be Brad Geds. And for um, overall marketing, marketing strategy itself, that would be Fernando Machado, who is the CMO of Burger King. He's really good. And um, and what what is there anything in particular about those two? Um, you know that you really like. Let's say Brad Geds. What what you know what can you what can you learn from someone like him? I one of the things that I really like about Brad Geds is how how he actually um, tests and how he conducts experiments in um, paid search. And these are the things that um, as um, as someone who's pretty much deeply rooted in um, paid search marketing, this this one was like, oh, okay, this these are the things um, that you can actually get and apply to to your own um, job. And how are you going to approach it? What are the the strategies that you haven't actually thought of? So yeah, that's one of the things that I really like about Brad. Yeah, cool. And so, what books, podcasts, or media are you consuming right now that's that's helping you with your own personal digital education? For podcasters, um, the podcast of Neil Patel, um, that's Digital Marketing School. And I read a lot of blogs. Um, PPC Hero is one of the my favorite blogs. Search Engine um, Land is my go-to um, website to um, get myself updated to all the latest features and all the, the latest happenings in digital marketing. Cool. And 
what's the trend that you're most excited about in digital? It sounds like you got your finger on the pulse there with a, you know, with some of your media consumption. So what what are you most excited about in digital? The most, uh, one of the things that I'm most excited about is machine learning. And the other one is the um, use of um, audiences. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, brilliant. So we've got one more question there for you uh, and then you're off the hook. So <laughs> if you could tell someone 10 years ago about one interesting thing about how digital would turn out now, what would that be? It actually took a pandemic for everyone to take seriously their online marketing strategy. That's it? (laughs) (laughs) Can we expand on that, do you think? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I think if I'm going to, uh, like, tell someone, so it would be, like, the digital marketing and online has dramatically changed at this point in time during the wave of the pandemic, mainly because we've seen a shift in customer trends that we have never seen before. And everyone has just paid attention on the changes and it made everyone rethink their strategies and it made everyone focus on what's really important for them and make sure that they have adapted to the change. Brilliant. Janet Ranola from Koala.com, we thank you very much for your time and thank you for joining us on Ashton Cast. Thank you so much to you, Gavin. On the next episode of the Ashton Cast Digital Marketing Maturity Series, we'll be playing the full interview with Michael Schneering, Managing Director and Partner at BCG. Stay tuned. The AshtonCast Digital Marketing Maturity Series was proudly brought to you by our friends at Google Marketing Platform. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, comment, and tell anyone that you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favorite episode. This series was produced by Podpaste and Ashton Media here in Sydney, Australia. Executive produced by Gavin Stewart and Kira Walter. Supervising producer, Darren Lake. Audio production, sound design, and engineering by Eamon Connolly. Story writing producer, Charles Montano, and podcast management by Michelle Lee. Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media.